0: My friends, I'm not going to stand here today to coddle you, to play upon your distorted view of victimhood. I'm not here to try to win you through flattering speech or through pleading or imploring with you. I'm here today to remind you and to declare unto you the righteousness of Almighty God your Maker. For in the Gospel of Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God revealed. And my friends, one side of the Gospel is the redemption of man, undoubtedly. But man's redemption is only available, only possible, because God punished the sins of the world upon the shoulders of His Son. And that shows us this cross we have out here today, it not only shows us the love of God toward man in Christ, but it shows us the wrath of God upon sin. Whoever you are inside that building, whether you're a mother contemplating murdering your child, or whether you're one of the escorts in there who can't get a job somewhere else, or maybe you're the filthy, wicked, abominable doctor in there, you need to open your eyes and take your fingers out of your ears and wake up to the fact that God is real, and His judgment cometh swiftly. When it comes, whether it's today or a thousand years from now, it comes swiftly. You see, the rich and the poor, they go to the same place, to the grave. And those that go to the grave will stand before their maker in judgment. And witch doctor, are you inside that clinic, witch doctor, you're going to stand before God and give an account for every unborn child that you butchered and chopped up in the womb. Death score, you're going to stand before God for turning a blind eye to injustice, for being accomplices to murder. And mother, you're not a victim. I don't care what anybody tells you, and you're not a victim. Unless you're an underage child who's being forced to have an abortion by wicked parents, you are not a victim. If you go through with this decision, you're a murderer. You're already a murderer in God's eyes because God sees our hatred as murder. That's what Jesus said. And I'm not minimizing murder. I'm maximizing hatred. And for you to kill your unborn child, I don't care what you've been told. You you have a mind. You have the ability to make reasonable choices. You're going to choose to do what's wrong. And don't, don't use the excuse that you're being deceived. Yes, these people are trying to deceive you. They want you to believe that this procedure is, is safe. They want you to believe that it won't affect you emotionally or physically. They want you to believe that what's inside of you is not a human being. But being deceived won't be an excuse for you on the day of judgment. It won't be an excuse because Almighty God your Maker gave you a conscience. And my friends, your conscience bears witness clearly to what is right and wrong. God's law says, Thou shalt not kill. Yes, times have changed, but God says, Thou shalt not kill. And these unborn ones who are carried like lambs to the slaughter, whose lives are poured out like water, you can rest assured that the Maker of heaven and earth The almighty, omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful Creator will avenge the blood of these unborn. And if you're a dad who came here today and dropped your girlfriend off and just let her go through with this because you're too much of a coward to stand up and say no. You're too much of a coward to sacrifice your own pleasures so that you can provide for your family and raise your child in a home in which that child is provided for, then shame on you. You may be a tough man. You may be from the streets or the hood or think you're tough, but you're just a coward. And guess what? Cowardice, my friends, cowardice is a sin. Fear for anything other than God is idolatry. And it's the fearful and cowardly that are cast into hell along with the murderers and the fornicators and the adulterers and the liars, and the homosexuals, and the sexually perverted, and all of these things that God hates. I'm not out here to judge you. I'm not a judge. I don't know your heart, but God does. I'm just relaying to you what God has declared, so you have no excuse. In fact, the God of the Bible, we preach, the same God who does love you, He loves you, and the proof of that is He sent His Son to die for your sins. The proof of that is if you'll humble yourself and come to Christ and receive this free gift of salvation, God will forgive you. That's a God of love. But God's a God of holiness and mercy. He loves more than you. He loves righteousness. He loves life. He created life. He loves it. He loves purity. He loves holiness. He loves His His bride, the church. He loves His chosen, the people of Israel. He loves the little children. The Bible says, "...suffer not the little children to come unto Me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven." And because God loves, what most of these churches in this city won't tell you, what most of these weenie pastors won't tell you, is that He must also hate. You can't love without hate. I'm not talking about fleshly emotional hate. Selfish hate, I'm talking about righteous hatred. I love children. And my friends, because I love children, I hate what takes place in this building. This concentration camp. Because I love little babies and God has blessed me with three of my own, I despise what takes place behind those depressing brick walls. I despise it. I despise my country that thinks this Holocaust is okay and that it's an advanced form of medical care. That's what they thought in Nazi Germany. In my opinion, America is no different than Nazi Germany. One burns Jews in the ovens. One chops unborn babies to pieces. In Nazi Germany, it was limited to primarily one-people group and a few others. Here in America, it doesn't matter who it is. Anybody, anyone, kill the babies, kill the babies. And don't tell me it's about choice. It's not about choice. Doctor, you wicked witch doctor, you heathen witch doctor inside this building, you got your cameras out here and you carry your gun, whatever, whoever you are that owns this building, you're disgusting, number one. And number two, it's not about choice to you. It's not about women's needs. It's about money to you. You see, the abortion industry thrives and exists upon the money that it takes from these women. See, if it really was about women's rights, if this really was about protecting women, then these abortuaries would be 501 c non-profit institutions, and these abortions would be offered for free. But they're not for free. Oh no, they're not for free. Oh, we know what it's about. God knows your heart. But because God loves, He must also hate. Just like you can't have heat without cold, you can't have cold without heat, you can't have righteous love without righteous hatred. And the Bible tells us what God hates. In the book of Proverbs chapter 6, these six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto Him. And friends, folks, I dare say that many of you in that building are guilty of every single one of these. Because what this industry does is it's a summation of all of these evils. God says He hates a proud look. I've never met an abortion doctor that didn't have a proud look on their face. I've seen them march into the clinics in the morning with a smirk on their face as if they're providing some sort of service to mankind. God hates a proud look. I've seen the proud looks of these death escorts that come out here and usher people in and take away the literature that folks give to them from outside the gate wanting to help them with their pregnancy. That's a proud look and God hates it. God hates not only a proud look but a lying tongue. And there's plenty of lying tongues in that building. Plenty of lying tongues that will tell these women the procedure that's being done is safe. Plenty of lying tongues that will tell these people that that's not a human being inside of them although life, scientifically speaking, is a continuous thing that starts at conception. It's continuous until it's snuffed out. How can you say it's not a human being? That's a lying tongue. God hates a lying tongue. Elsewhere it says, lying lips are an abomination unto the Lord. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood that sums up this wicked family reproductive health center on Hebron Street. It sums up the wicked center on Latrobe. It sums up that wicked abortuary in Asheville, the one in Winston-Salem, the one you refer people to in Atlanta for late-term abortions. Hands that shed innocent blood. In fact, it ought not say family reproductive health. Hablamos Espanol out here. It ought to say hands that shed innocent blood, hablamos espanol. That would be a better, more accurate sign because babies are murdered here. And trust me, my friend, God hates it. Maybe not the God of your pastor. Maybe not the God of your church. Maybe not the God you claim to serve. You know, the God of this world, the evil one, Satan, that old serpent. No, He doesn't hate it. But the Creator God that's above all the gods of men, He hates it. And He will see justice done. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises a wicked imagination. It's abortion doctor, you can't do what you do unless your heart is filthy, wicked, and corrupt, and devises wicked imaginations on a daily basis. The only way you could even be a part of this industry, this money-making, profiteering industry, is if you have a heart that devises wicked imaginations just like that crowd in Hollywood that puts all these films out that glorify violence and murder and horror. You've got to have a heart that daily devises wickedness. That's the only way you can be a part of something like this. Mother, if you can walk in here with your nose in the air and no conscience and no remorse about what you're going to do to your baby, you've got a heart that devises wicked imaginations. And see, the murder that takes place in this building, it's not second degree murder. It's not murder committed in an instance of temper flaring or in an instance of anger, this is premeditated murder. This is first degree murder. And that means you have a heart that devised and planned what takes place here today. That's premeditated murder. Murder one in God's court. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. All oh, the feet of the abortion doctor, the feet of the worker in the clinic, the feet of those that promote abortion in this country, the lobbyists, they're so swift in running to mischief. Again, it's not about women. It's not about their health. It's not about choice. It's about the industry. It's about aborting and killing as many babies as we can. It's all part of the science of the globalist eugenicist that wants to control world populations, that wants to exert authority and control over everyone and every choice that they make, a product of this wicked nanny state. That's what it is. That's all it is. The science that men claim proves there is no God is nothing but the religion of the globalist eugenicist. And this abortion garbage is his evangelism, it's his proselytization. It's the proselyting of the globalist eugenicist who wants to control every aspect of every person's life. A religion that hates God, that puts man in the place of God, and that will give rise to that man of sin, that son of perdition, that antichrist that will come, and to whom you will bow down to but just as He will be cast alive into a lake of fire when Jesus Christ the King returns and sets up a kingdom, so will this industry burn before His wrath. Because with God, justice is served. And His justice is righteous. He's not like a judge that's bought with bribery. He's not like a judge that is corrupted by politics. He's not a judge that is a respecter of persons. He's righteous. And in His court, You don't escape. A proud look, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies. A lying tongue is someone that just tells lies for a variety of benefits. A false witness is one that lies about other people that lies about someone else. You lie in there. You, I, I hear one of these doctors or whoever owns this clinic has a spiritual advisor in there. What a joke. To, to put the word spiritual in the context of abortion and to think that you're actually being doing God's work. I mean, that's like that false prophet there in Revelation that orders all people to worship the image of the beast. That's a false witness. Hey, spiritual advisor, I don't know if you're in there or not, you're wicked. You don't know God. If you're telling these people they're doing God's work, then the God you served is that dragon, that wicked Satan. You're a false witness that speaks lies. You speak lies not only about the God of the Bible, you speak lies about the people that are out here trying to help these women. You speak lies about these ladies out here that want to help them and that are, that are willing to adopt these children at no cost. You speak lies about everyone you hate. God hates that. In the last one here, He hates those that sow discord among brethren. What this industry does is sow discord in families. Discord in families, that's wicked. Discord in communities. Discord in a nation. Wicked. These six things, yea, seven, are an abomination from God. And you can consider yourself warned today. Although prior to today, I'm convinced you've been warned before, but you're just like those wicked men of Sodom. You put your fingers in your ears and you glorify sin. And the righteous are vexed day to day with this wickedness. Even so, come Lord Jesus. God will judge the wicked. He that justifies the wicked and condemns the just, even those are an abomination to God. So the people of this community, the people of this country that justify the wicked like you and your industry, while at the same time condemning what is righteous and holy, condemning the Bible, kicking prayer out of our schools, uplifting things that God hates like homosexuality, that is a sin. That's a sin abortion is a sin and sin leads to death. I don't speak these things because I hate you. I don't hate you. I hate what you're doing in there. I hate what you're doing in there. But I don't hate you. If I hated you, I'd just sit back like Jonah on that hillside outside of Nineveh waiting for God to destroy you, hoping God would destroy you. But I understand that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ which was shown in my life a grace that I didn't deserve is also available to the vilest of offenders. So while there is breath in your body, there is hope for you. Turn from your sin, repent of this wickedness, mother, repent of the choice you are making. If you haven't gone through with it, it's not too late to turn around and walk out that door. You're not bound by any law or any statute to stay inside that building. Those people inside that building are not your authority. They hold no legal uh, authority over you. You're not bound by any law. Have some guts. Stand up. Do the right thing. Walk out that door and God will honor it. And there are people out here who will help you. There are people out here who will provide you a place to stay if you need it. There are people out here who will adopt your child at no cost to you and raise them in in a godly home. These, these folks out here, I myself, I'll adopt your baby. I don't just say I mean that. I love children. And the sad thing is in this world, there's so many children, so many orphans that need to be adopted, but there's so much red tape in every country that families who want to adopt them and raise them can't do it. And you people working inside that clinic, you don't want these babies to be adopted. You want them to be murdered because you're you're monsters of iniquity you're monsters of iniquity and you feed off the bloodshed of innocent people. That's what you love. You're no different than Dr. Mingala and the, and, and the Nazi SS who put the Jewish people into the into the gas chambers and performed medical experiments on them. You are no different than them. In fact, you're more damnable because you ought to know better. The lessons of history ought to have taught you better. And the sad thing is, this industry is not only profiteering it's not only money-making, it's a racist industry. This industry is so racist, it's unbelievable. And that can be seen in the percentage of African-American women that are convinced and pressured to murder their children. If you go back and look at the people who were instrumental in starting the abortion industry in this country, you'll find them to be racist of the highest order. And that's why the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, was quoted as saying that abortion was the key to ridding American society of the Negro population. Now friends, that's wicked, that's disgusting. And it again, it again proves what I said earlier, that all this is, this isn't science, this is the religion of globalist eugenicists who want to control every aspect of your life. It's a false religion with the devil as God with the coming antichrist as king, with the false prophet as teacher, and with the wicked hordes and minions of all that is worldly, parading their sins and their crimes before society, and convincing the society, numbing them to what's actually taking place. So what's happening here is that babies are being murdered, and really the answer is not protesting. I'm not a protester. I'm a preacher. And that's why I come out here to tell you to repent and be born again. Now, Mother, if you decide to walk out that door and save your baby, then praise God, that's a good choice you're making. But if you opt to save your baby and then just go on and keep living your life somewhere, and maybe you'll come back here tomorrow, or maybe you'll just live your life devoid of God and living for yourself, then the fact that you saved your baby doesn't credit you anything. See, you've already committed murder in your heart if you've hated someone. That's why you need Jesus Christ. So I'm not out here as a protester to preach morality out to you today. I'm out here as a preacher of the Gospel to say, Flee the wrath to come! And fall at the feet of Jesus Christ that you might have life. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've devised in your mind. If you'll humble yourself before the Lord today, Draw nigh to Him, that means turning your back on the sin that you have contemplated in your heart today. Cry out to Him, He will forgive you, He will wash you and make you clean, because His shed blood can clean even the vilest of offenders. And that's the great paradox of the Gospel, my friends. The great paradox that in eternity there will be mass murderers, there will be those who have engaged in genocide, there will be those who have committed the most heinous of crimes, who are brought to a place of humility, who are brought to a place of repentance, casting all their faith upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will rule and reign with Him for all eternity. Then there's going to be the little old women, the little old ladies that went to church every Sunday. There's going to be the humanitarians and the philanthropists that thought they were serving mankind that will split the gates of hell, the gates of hell wide open because their God was their own belly. Because their God was the God of this world. They played the religion game. What amazes me is so many people that work in these clinics. I don't even like to call them clinics. They're, 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 they're concentration camps. So many people that not only work in here but come in here would claim to be Christians and they go to church on Sunday and think they haven't done anything wrong. That's disgusting. So I'm not out here to tickle your ego today. I'm out here as a preacher, not a protester, to say repent. Repent. Turn from this wicked stain on our nation. There are people out here who will help you. We're not just saying these things to condemn. We're not condemning you anyway. God has condemned this industry already when He said, "Thou shalt not kill," and that was written on your conscience the day you were born. But we're out here warning you, as those who love children, those who truly. True love would bid a warning doom to children that play in the freeway. Therefore, we bid you a warning doom because we love you. Come out and be saved. Come out from among them, saith the Lord, and be ye separate. And I will make you clean. Come out! But if you will not hear, if you will not listen, know that God's judgment cometh. Teddy Roosevelt, one of our famous president said no glory or prosperity can save or deliver a nation that is rotten at heart. And this wicked industry here in America is proof positive that our country, our nation is rotten at heart. And no glory, no economy, no President Obama, no political party, no congressional approval, no homosexual marriage, no abortion clinic, no limb. None, none of this can fix a nation that's rotten at heart. What it needs is a purging. And trust me, that purging comes when King Jesus puts his foot on that Mount of Olives and reigns and rules over the whole world from Jerusalem. This wicked nation will fall. And in that day, where will you turn? Where will you run? Come to Christ while there is life. Come to Christ while there is hope. Come to Christ and be saved. I hate what's going on in that building and I'm going to preach with hellfire and brimstone. That's what this country needs. hellfire and brimstone warning the wicked of the wrath to come, driving them to Christ. I'm going to warn you. I'm not going to mince words. But if you'll come out here, I'm going to love you enough to take you aside show you in the Scriptures, I'm not going to kill you, I'm not going to beat you. That's what religion does. Religion's about war and fighting. But I'll take you aside and show you what the Scriptures say. I'll show you how you can be born again. I'll help you. We'll help you. We'll help you have that baby. Provide you for what you need. We'll make sacrifices for you. These people inside here, Mother, they don't care about you. See, when you leave here after you had that abortion, and you go home and you have emotional trauma and distress? You think you can just walk back into this clinic and get help? No, they're going to say, get out of here! Give us our money and get out of here. We're done with you. They don't care about you. All I can say is repent. That's the only hope for you is that you'll repent. And if not, even so, come quickly. Lord Jesus, Amen.